Thanksgiving time, the tradition, the family, the food, and most traditions are just that. They're traditions. They're the things that we've always done because this is the way everybody does them, except traditions aren't that way. They belong to our family. They belong to our people. And today, for this Thanksgiving weekend celebration of Eat, Drink, Smoke, we do it the way Mama Fingers used to do it. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I am Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And there's no bourbon today, Fingers. This no, this little concoction right now in my glass is how Mama Fingers used to make it for the family when you were just a wee little one. Yeah, uh- Mother Malloy wasn't much of a drinker, so when she would break out a bottle of any kind of liquor or liqueur, as we're about to do here, uh, it would make me turn my head because she just wasn't one uh, to like the uh, the nip of the drink, as uh, nobody says. Right. So it's never been uh, said by anybody. Uh, no. But uh, this was a holiday favorite of hers because she loved coffee. And uh, and and ice cream. Who doesn't love coffee and ice cream? Tony? Communists, angry loners. I said communists. I, I I thought I was pretty on the nose, personally. But that's it. This is what we're drinking. Did Did your mother have a name for it? Uh, she called it uh, Mother Malloy's Hooch. And no, that is what any. we're drinking. It is a it is a scoop of vanilla ice cream with a, a jigger, let's say two ounces, maybe more, of Kahlua. That's it. That is what is in my yeah. glass right now. And I gotta tell you, it smells like gold. Now, for the people who don't know what Kahlua uh, is, right? You know it as a coffee liqueur, but it also has bits of, uh, of of mocha flavor to it. It's got that rum uh, top that's happening. There's 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 a, a, some additional sweetnesses that can pick up. Kahlua is everything, right? Kahlua and vodka, that's a black Russian. You add cream, that's a white Russian. That's how it's done. That's how a lot of people know it. I'm a crazy huge fan of the white Russian myself. But this I haven't done with the vanilla ice cream. Now I'm telling you when I poured it in the Kahlua, I expected it to kind of immediately melt. I don't know why. It's not like the Kahlua is hot. It's room temperature. It's Kahlua. And it's, <laughs> but it, it it's 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 this weird bit of congeal, but the way mama mama fingers used to do it, mother fingers, uh was um yeah. she did it in a punch bowl, right? Yeah, she would put a whole carton of ice cream in the middle of the punch bowl and then she would take a fifth or two uh, depending on how the holiday was going, and pour it into the punch bowl and let it melt. And, you know, we're talking Kahlua is not a strong liqueur. It's only 40 proof. So it's it's definitely something uh, that everyone can drink and, and not think, oh, my goodness, this is this is way too strong. Uh, listen, I didn't even wait. I already had a sip. And it's awesome. It is so it is so much fun. And there's a there's a part of me that wants to take my spoon here and just. Like try it just like with the melted and just the ice cream uh, part. Um, yeah, that's what you really need to do when you make it in a glass like this, especially if you just poured it. I did the same thing, Tony. I just took a scoop of ice cream and I poured a bunch of Kahlua over it. You need to stir it up a little bit to get more of that ice cream, that melted ice cream to mix with the Kahlua. You know, a lot of people like to when they when they go to the bar, they'll get a Kahlua and cream if they don't want to do the white Russian because maybe the the vodka is a little too strong. Uh for them uh so that that cream from the ice cream 
is 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 really something that makes this an enjoyable drink. It almost is like at this point, if you're just stirring it in your glass, it, it's almost like a, a milkshake in a way. Yeah, it's it, it's it's sinful fun. Because it is so simple. We're talking about Kahlua and vanilla ice cream here. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what kind of vanilla ice cream you use, but I wanted everyone to know where I was at. There was there, there was no great value for me. Oh, no, no, no. I, I did it right. This is Breyer's Extra Creamy Vanilla, velvetly smooth, deliciously creamy vanilla, 100% grade A. We're talking about... Um, uh, sugar being the top ingredient, or I think no, I think cream's the top ingredient, and uh, four and a half uh, grams of fat for two thirds of a cup and twenty four carbohydrates. That's that's how you know it's that's that's where the love is right there. That's what I use. Yeah. Well, I used Great Value brand ah. with one hundred percent genuine imitation vanilla flavoring. <laughs> See. Uh, that's what I went with because for me, it's it's the Kahlua. Uh, I'm sure yours uh, with the Briars, there's there's definitely uh, a finer quality taste to, to the ice cream than than my simple French vanilla from uh, from Walmart. Now, in all seriousness, is this something that would be made every Thanksgiving or was it made on Christmas? Or I mean, you've been talking about it. So we're like, OK, we're doing it. And honestly, do it like like uh, if if the weekend's not over and you still have people over, just go out and grab some vanilla and and grab grab a Kahlua and do it. And it's and it's it's fun. It is. It's it's actually a very relaxing drink. Uh, was it definitely every uh, Thanksgiving or was it every Christmas or was it just whenever oh, it your was, mother was like, you was, know what, we need this? <laughs> no, it was it was every Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's it's just so enjoyable uh, in in a punch bowl. You know, you would you would put the ice cream in the punch bowl and then pour the Kahlua over it. And then of course you just need it to relax, right? Tony, you need it to melt and you can get a little bit of froth in your glass when you, when you get the ladle and get the punch bowl. But I don't know if your family was like this, uh, you know, when you were growing up, but when we had holidays, it, it rather than doing mixed drinks and there were mixed drinks in the family, there was always a punch bowl drink. And I remember there was another punch bowl drink that my mom used to do uh, that involved Sprite and ice cream. And I and I can't remember the other liquor, so I didn't want to mention it for the show. But I definitely remembered this. Did you uh, did your family ever break out the punch bowl for holidays? There, there clearly was a punch bowl. I don't remember anybody drinking in it, though, at all. As a matter of fact, my wife is very anti punch bowl. And uh, from when my children were very, very young, Never drink the punch. <laughs> Literally would come out in in levels of random. Like it didn't make any sense to the conversation we were having. I, the kids, there was no way they understood. Don't drink from the punch bowl. What happened to you? What happened with the punch bowl? She still won't tell me the story, but something happened. And so there, there, are, there is no punch bowl in my house. I've never actually made punch in my life. It must have happened. But like my parents had um, uh, cherry liqueur. The 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 was it right. the, the, the the cherry Swiss, uh, they they had in the house, they had Kahlua in the house. I think my 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 father had a a bottle of Drambuie in the house. Like anybody was was drinking Drambuie. So thing things existed, but there was no there was no thing, and we were much more of an eating, much more of an eating house than we ever were a, a drinking house. But you you got to try it for what yourself. Was- Go ahead. What was that? Well, what I was just going to say to wrap it up was, you know, this isn't an expensive 
drink for a party. You're talking twenty dollars for right. a fifth of Kahlua and a, a you know a carton of ice cream for two bucks. So that's it's it can stretch a long way on just twenty two twenty three dollars. See, see, that's the difference. I I, I went with the four ninety nine ice cream. So you know <laughs> we went for all types of budgets here. You know, with with eat, drink, smoke. We've got so much to get into, and the cigar is just tantalizing me with how simple it is and yet how enjoyable it is. Get your Kahlua, get your vanilla ice cream, raise a glass to Mama Fingers. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I mean, it is a like a really tradition-themed show uh, today, and this is the tradition of Fingers Malloy. I mean, this is a whole hour is dedicated to you, Fingers. Fingers Malloy, oh. watching losing football teams. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, great to be with you, along with America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Now, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is Thanksgiving weekend, and of course, Fingers and I are, are doing the family thing, so we are, are separated by thousands of miles uh, right now. So we're not usually in, in the confines of, of Blend Cigar Lounge in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. You, uh, Fingers Malloy, are, where, where, where are you? You're sitting outside on a deck? Yeah, I'm sitting outside on a patio right now. Uh, I'm three feet away from a fire pit. And quite honestly, I could do this every week. <laughs> this, is, this is spectacular. The beautiful nights, 35 degrees outside. I'm sure people uh, who can see the backyard I'm in right now are probably wondering what the heck is that guy doing right now? Because like, you know, got the the radio equipment set up, but this is enjoyable. I am in a spare bedroom in my parents' place, uh, uh-huh. with with the window open, where I'm like, I'm gonna smoke a cigar, and they're like, Yeah, we don't care. I'm like, All right, good. I don't, I don't think they understand what's about to happen here uh, uh, down in uh, Hotlanta. And what I love is that both of us listened to all the warnings that told us not to travel for Thanksgiving. Uh, good on us. Good on us for being, for being right? the kind of citizens who listen. Is that an applause? Is that a small bit of yeah, clap? Yeah, that, that was applause. Look, I am not going to be too critical of anyone if they're really freaked out about uh, the pandemic and the coronavirus, and they don't feel it's safe to travel. That's fine, but you know I've said this before on the show. So have you. Uh, when it comes to your family, my dad's 82 years old, and you can't take uh, the mindset of well, you know there there will be another holiday season next year. There are no guarantees for anyone, let alone someone who's in their 80s. So I decided to make the trip. And my father is 82 years old, and the and the thing that moved us, and, and I agree, I, if people don't want to travel, don't don't travel. Uh, I think there's a, a weird thing at play when you're like, yeah, other people can't travel. I think that's where where Americans are like, yeah, it's not going to work for me. And one of the things that you right. heard people say was, you know, if if you go and visit, um, then there's going to be an an open seat at the table next year. Well, the fear <laughs> when your father's 82. Is that there's going to be an open seat at the table next year? I better go now. That's and that's right. exactly why I came down. But you, as as your Thanksgiving weekend is here, uh, you you you've already you know uh, deal with it. Now I'm not talking about the Detroit Lions and 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 the game just played. I, I'm not getting into that. I am discussing <laughs> that Eastern Market Brewing has come up with a new beer to celebrate yeah. the Detroit Lions 
and it's called Same Old Lager. And that just makes me laugh out loud. Hey, uh, uh, Fingers, uh, what's, what's your favorite football team? <clears throat> Detroit Lions. Is that the Detroit Lions? The Detroit uh, yeah. Lions? Is that right? Form- yeah, former, former season ticket holder of the Detroit Lions. And when's the last time the, the Detroit yeah. Lions won, won a playoff game? When's the last time they went to the playoffs? Nice. Well, last time they went to the playoffs was uh, 2016. Oh, the last okay. Time When's the last act- time they won a playoff game? 1992. Ah, now you understand why it's called same old lager. Is this the kind of thing? <laughs> and by the way, the it's four and a half percent alcohol by volume, and it has one simple request: don't set your expectations too high. <laughs> Is it if if. Go ahead. You go ahead. If you're from Michigan, all you have to do when you see the Lions lose in a way that no football team has ever lost a football game before, people just say SOL, same old Lions. That's what SOL stands for. Any Lions fan knows. All you have to say is SOL. People know that's same old Lions. So that's what the play is on with same old lager. You see SOL in beer form, it, it's a play on same old lines. But do but do you guys get upset like when when your team gets like clearly insulted like this? You know, everybody is is heading to the stadium and they're like, we 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 know that even if it's good, it's not going to be good. You're 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 set to lose. You are you are the Charlie Brown. Of, of sports when something like this comes along you're like hey don't make fun of he's not heavy he's my brother like is, is it that kind of thing or you're like yeah that's the truth yeah that's the truth <laughs> we're, we're like the cup we're, we're like the cubs without the national following i mean the cubs for years would find interesting ways to lose and year after year there would be hope and the hope would be dashed in some weird fashion. I mean, just this past weekend, uh, the Lions were playing the Carolina Panthers in Carolina, and they were trying to up their record to 500. Carolina had lost, I believe, five games in a row. And uh, they were starting uh, a quarterback, their backup quarterback, who last played football in the XFL, Tony. Oh, and wow. And he lit the Lions up. Yeah, he lit the Lions up and outplayed Matt, Matthew Stafford. And Lions fans knew that was going to happen. S-O-L. That's brutal. I, I think this is why I'm, I'm not a f- – like, I have no real fandom, you know? I, 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 was on a, I was on a business call, and someone said, where are you from? I was born in Brooklyn, right? Born in Brooklyn, New York. And they said, oh, uh, Yankees or Mets. And I'm like, I could care less. And they – they couldn't believe it that I didn't have like this this strong allegiance because I I don't I don't have the, this this strong allegiance. I, I, it's it's baseball. It just it never never once never ever moved me never at all never in any way right. Uh, so I don't know what it's like like living in Indianapolis. I became a Colts fan just so people wouldn't attack me. You know so so it was that and uh, and and even then it's like hey they're doing well hey they're not doing well. It's just I don't know it just doesn't. It just doesn't move me like other things does. Other things do. So I, I I feel like I miss out on this on this whole world of just intensity and and these stories and these this almost this lineage that's passed on about you're gonna learn hardship in your life, boy. And the lions they're gonna help you get there. 
Oh, when you lose out on that promotion, think of the lions. That's what you'll do. When you don't get the girl, my friend, oh, you'll remember how Barry Sanders never got himself a Super Bowl ring. That's what you'll do. And then you'll feel better about your sad, pathetic life. Is it that? Is, 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 is that pretty yeah, close? Yeah, pretty much that. And it's handed down from generation to generation. My dad is 82. Like I said, uh, he saw the Lions. The, the heyday for the Lions was the 1950s. They won a championship. Last time they won a championship was 1957. And he thought, oh, they'll be there again. <laughs> 1957. Uh, my kids, they're not Lions fans. I, I made sure to make them Colts fans because now I'm in central Indiana. They're Colts fans. I'm not passing this on to anyone else. Just remember, when things get tough, remember, you could be Eric Kramer. Remember, kids, the Lions are a life lesson. That's my Lions voice, by the way. What do you think? Uh, it's very good and nice Eric Kramer reference. Only quarterback I could think of. O- only, only one. Only one. I think Rodney Pete, right? Yeah, Rodney Pete. That's See, another loser. I, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is he drinks smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. And this, is it Mother Fingers Hooch or Mama Fingers Hooch? Mother Malloy's Holiday Hooch. Mother Malloy's Holiday Hooch. It's vanilla ice cream and Kahlua, people. And it is it is perfect. It is perfect. It is cool. It is refreshing. I would, I would, uh, you know, make sure you've got that ratio of ice cream to Kahlua just right. Me, I need more ice cream. Uh, Fingers needs much more Kahlua, right? It, it, this is very much about personal preference here. <laughs> Absolutely. And, it, and again, it depends on how your holiday is going. You got a lot of family around and, and maybe uh, Uncle, Uncle Bill is talking, uh, too much about politics, then you add a little bit more Kahlua to the punch bowl. That's all. What do you think the so. average amount of talk about coronavirus was at the Thanksgiving table? Was it, like, like if, if I, people were to were to rank it, was it less than thirty minutes, more than thirty minutes, or more than an hour? You know, I'm guessing at least more than thirty minutes. I think there's there's the initial. So glad you made it. You know these times are so tough right now and i'm so glad we could all get together and then much of the day is probably uh dominated by uh did you did you hit the hand sanitizer here's, <laughs> here's some hand sanitizer it's right it's right next to the gravy boat our, our thanksgiving <laughs> was was not even a conversation about coronavirus just to talk about full-on revolution and that lasted for four and a half hours followed by three and a half hours of what are we doing for breakfast tomorrow that's that's basically an explanation of of, of my entire growing up. Very Was very rough. Revolution stuff. talk before or after the booze broke out. No no no, very little booze. These people are serious. Oh. It was revolution <laughs> and what are we having for breakfast? Like <laughs> planning a meal could happen in my family any time of the day. Uh, it is time for news of the week. Fingers Malloy. Tony. What I'm, you know, I usually open this with, oh, Tony, the coronavirus. What's that? But right, but we actually have some good news for a change leading off 
the news segment here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. Imports of premium handmade cigars were exceptionally strong in the month of September, showing significant gains in each of the big three producing countries. That's beautiful. Shipments were up 46.2% for the month compared to September of 2019. Uh, now, that's all from Cigar Aficionado, I think, uh, reporting that. Yes. And as and as we've been discussing, it, it, patterns are different, and, and they're changed for a good long time to come. And people who never smoked started smoking, and then people who uh, smoke a little bit became everyday smokers. Even I, I'm a cigar smoker. I mean, uh, every you? day for a while there. Every day. For, only lately. It's, it seems like I've gotten busier over the past three weeks. I haven't had the time that I normally have. But it could also be that things have gotten a little bit colder uh, in, in Indiana. So I'm just not as outdoors as much uh, as I used to be. This is why I need this is why I need to build the extension on the house. Like, I, mm-hmm. it started as a three-season room conversation, and, and you built one, right? So I, I look at yours, yep. and I'm like, I can do that better. And then, and then <laughs> it's like, maybe it's just a full-on extension. And like my, the, the thing that I want to do is build the extension, but have the, the back wall be a garage door, a glass garage door. So you could see through it, and then oh, you could nice. lift it up. And have the whole thing. Like, I love, I, I, I dig that style of, of look. And then it's like, well, what if I just build like the, like the porch covering? I don't know what you'd call that. It's not a portico. Maybe it's a portico. I don't know what you would call it. And then maybe I could just put some heaters in there and, I'd, and it would work for most of or part of, uh, of, of the winter. And then I take a look at the cost. I'm like, I, man, that is, it is not cheap to build a three season or a four season room onto your house. That is a, that is a serious no. investment. It is a serious investment, and there are ways to go about doing it that can make it a little less expensive. You can get uh, someone to do a traditional, you know, stick build versus, you know, they've got these companies now that'll come out and they're pre-manufactured sunrooms that they put on the back of the house. Mine's a Four Seasons room, and I've had it for, you know, almost two years now. And the only thing it's missing is a walk-in humidor. Right. Then, then you didn't build it right. You see, this is this is the thing. Maybe, you know, maybe that's the business. Get into the business of 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 walk-in humidors. I actually, uh, this was I was when I was we were doing the story, and I first saw that story about uh, um, the cigar shipments, which is huge, and there's a reason people are smoking more. There is this group, and and they're not sponsors, although they'd be great sponsors, called Sportsman Home. Have you seen this ad? No. Sportsman's Home makes a humidor and you got your cigars on top, but it's also a biometric fingerprint gun safe. And then you could hit a button and you could grab your firearm underneath. Okay. Wow. That's that's a man cave. You have my full attention. And that has to be in the three season, four season, nine season, whatever it is that I'm building. <laughs> if, I, if I could just, you know, get around uh, to, to building it. Already, um, but yeah, um, people are smoking. It's been pretty uh, in, in incredible. What's going on? The Dominican, Nicaragua, Honduras. Those are the those are the big places, and and hopefully it means good things for them, and means good things for the creation of new cigars uh, going forward, especially with some of these FDA changes, and um, hopefully getting rid of some of these nonsense rules that would make it really impossible for cigar growers to to grow their business. What else you got? Yeah. Uh, oh, I was just wanted to, oh. to to wrap that up by saying I was uh, really surprised. I went to our local uh, cigar shop 
And I noticed that the selection, they were pretty wiped out, Tony. And I, I looked at that as thinking, well, I hope that's good news that people were loading up uh, for the holidays. Uh, but maybe it's something to do with the fact that sales are so uh, have increased so much over the past month that maybe uh, supply is thin. Uh, I but I haven't I have not come across that cigar supply is is thin. There could be specific days, you know, going into a, a holiday weekend. I could see supply being thin. But uh, where where I check, double check and recheck, I'm not noticing that as a trend line on cigars. I still think that there are plenty of sticks out there and uh, you, you might not find your stick. That doesn't mean you can't find sticks. That's the way I would put it. Yeah. Well, let's keep going with the good news, Tony. Uh, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town in well, what may, a month. May, maybe right maybe to your corner. house. Santa Claus does not come to my house. Oh, yeah. It's just it's uh, look, uh, the bigotry is real. Just because I'm Jewish, I don't get to see Santa Claus. Whole <laughs> thing doesn't make any sense. It's nonsense. Well, if he were to come to your house, Tony, I would the good offer news him a snack. Is- would I, offer? too, would offer him cookies and milk. Ah. I, I'm sure he uh, may smoke cigars, too, uh, when the trip is done. But he is exempt uh, from the coronavirus. He, has, he does not have the coronavirus uh, because of all of his good qualities. Uh, he has a lot of good innate immunity, according to Dr. Fauci. That's what he told USA Today. So... You don't have to worry, kids, about Santa going from house to house uh, being a super spreader of the coronavirus because he doesn't have it. I I don't know if this is adorable or really weird and we should talk about it. I, I'm really not sure whether uh, I am comfortable or completely uncomfortable with this story, right? It should be like a well, no-brainer. Just like dismiss it, right? Yeah, well, the USA Today says, you know, with millions of Americans, you know, becoming sick with COVID-19, children have been worried about Santa. Do you buy that? I don't think my kids have, have mentioned the idea of Santa getting COVID at all. Um, I Maybe, maybe somebody mentioned it, and therefore this is all really cute. Um, but I like, like how... It, there, I, there's a story I want to tell, and I don't know if, if, like, a question I want to ask. I don't know if I want to ask it. Like, what if somebody in your family got sick, and then you're telling your kids, "Don't worry, Santa can't get coronavirus," and then they're like, "But why did Grandma?" Like, that's where my head went, uh. and uh, and and then I'm like, I'm all sorts of like now. I'm like, why did we bring it up in the first place? Why did Fauci bring it up? But like, maybe that's Merry just Christmas, t- everybody. Yeah, maybe it's just a terrible thought on my part. Maybe that's just what that is. More Kahlua and ice cream for me. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we have watched the entire restaurant world get turned upside down, as we've been talking about, but because of coronavirus. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, everybody. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy right there. Be sure to get the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Stitcher, Google Play, Eat, Drink, Smoke, write a review, leave a five-star review. And we've seen these people just get uh, abused. But uh, we, we were talking a little bit during the break about how there seems to almost be, I mean, I, I don't want to think this ill of anybody, but there's almost like there's this desire to see, hey, how much can we hurt these people? Because things are happening that regardless of what you think about coronavirus, don't make any sense. Los Angeles County, 
made the determination this past week that restaurants were not allowed to serve people outdoors. Now, in our beloved Indianapolis fingers, uh, and we're talking about in a place called Marion County, which is the capital, uh, where the capital city is, Indianapolis, uh, you were allowed to serve people outdoors, but if you had a tent, two sides of the tent had to be open, which means you didn't have a tent, right? The wind's still blowing through. The whole thing is insane. They say you can't even do, you can't even have people eating outside. And there, there comes this, this moment where, you know, we're, we're, here we are. It's, it's Thanksgiving weekend, fingers. We're talking about, you know, things that even in 2020 we're thankful for because there, uh, there still is a lot. There, there are things to be thankful for. And I, you just take a look. I'm not saying I, uh, you, we, us, all of us. We take a look at what's happening in, to these restaurants and we're saying they're never ever coming back what do they do next it's crazy it is crazy because how how can you possibly run a business not knowing what's going to come next you know we were talking a little bit off air about what they were trying to do in pennsylvania pennsylvania they had a one day just a one day uh, restriction on selling alcohol after 5 p.m. the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was like a curfew. Now, they they put yeah. in this arbitrary curfew that says, "Sorry, you are you cannot get the Kahlua for your Kahlua and ice cream at 5:01. <laughs> you must have been prepared. Forget you." But Pennsylvania bars and restaurants. I mean, as someone who used to bartend. You know, back in the '90s, the the two biggest bar nights of the year, Tony, it was it was New Year's Eve and the night before Thanksgiving, because most people had Thanksgiving off the next day. And you know, as we know, when we we traveled back home, you got a bunch of people from out of town, maybe coming back home, and they're all going out for the night, seeing old friends. And Pennsylvania was like, "Oh, you want to go to the bar? Well, you you you." You're not even going to get all of happy hour in. You need to go. You need to be out by 5 p.m. I don't know how you could possibly run a business. The, I don't know. Like, like I think this is as close as we get to political on this show. Like, I don't know if people see that as sensible or abusive. And and there's a part of me, I guess, that hopes that people see that as abusive. Because, like, I, I want something that we can all agree on. It doesn't make any sense to say, sorry, you can't sell liquor after five o'clock. It's, it, it, it's clearly arbitrary. So what is, what is the scientific point of it? What is the economic point of it? It's just so, it's so, I, 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 it's weird. I don't own a bar or a restaurant. I'm not invested in a bar or a restaurant. I'm insulted by it. I'm insulted by yeah. it. As somebody who wants to be able to make the choice. And I'm insulted for other people who want to be able to make the choice. I don't know if I have the right to be insulted for other people, but I am. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked to several business owners, especially in the hospitality industry, who either know people who have had restaurants for 20, 30 years. They've been in the family for decades and they had to close up shop. Uh, or restaurants who are barely holding on, wondering what the next restriction will be by a, a mayor or a governor. It, it's so hard to watch this happen and and not get angry, especially if if you're tied to you know you, you've got family who's right. in the industry or your friends. It's 
it's just awful to see. Now, I, I wanted to get into the story. You had found this story, or or uh, Sarah, who who runs social media for us, found this story. And I thought it was interesting because this story got posted in September of 2019. And it's a story about breweries making non-alcoholic craft beers. Now, we've reported on this, Fingers, where there are bars in New York that only make mocktails, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're alcohol-free cocktails, and people are spending big money on them. And the millennial set wants the idea of going out but does not want the alcohol. And when they do want alcohol, they want a story, and that's where the entirety of craft brewing comes into play and you know where they are with, with spirits. And, and I, to, to an extent, they get credit for really making people think about what they create. But what I found interesting about the story is that this is a good look at trends and whether or not we think they've taken hold. This is about getting into the non-alcoholic beer world, the near beer world, the uh, O'Doul's. That's the only thing I know of. That's the only thing I can think of that's, that's non-alcoholic beer. Can, th- this was about Brooklyn Lager, for example, which I, Brooklyn Lager is, is not bad beer. Uh, you can't tell me that a year and a, a year later, a year and two months later, people are really jumping all over the alcohol-free beer craze. Well, we've talked about it before where millennials in a lot of ways get a bad rap, but one of the things that they seem to really uh, hold dear is quality over quantity. I mean, when I was, uh, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. When I was in my early 20s, it was whatever beer you could get your hands on, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, they nowadays younger people seem to want something a little bit more out of their beverages than just the the cheap stuff. So, uh, but it interests me about craft beer, non-alcoholic beers, because that was a thing that the only time I ever bought non-alcoholic beers was for, you know, if a woman was pregnant and she just wanted a beer and you're right, it was like uh, O'Doul's or Sharps or St. Pauli's girl had a non-alcoholic beer. And that was about it. Uh, It's interesting to see this market uh, to see if it'll grow over time and if, if this will be embraced. I, I, but I think that I, I think that we're I think we're answering the question is no, right? There there are some things that just don't work. Now that you could find a bar in New York that's doing mocktails as opposed to cocktails, well, okay. But I don't think I think there comes a moment where maybe there that what you're seeing is fad and not trend. And I think this idea of non-alcoholic beer, well, well I think we could find more data. Um, you, would, you would hear more about it, right? I think Budweiser has an alcohol-free beer, right? I think they do. But I hear much more about Bud, Bud Light Seltzer than I've ever heard about their alcohol-free beer. That's how I know yeah. that, that hard seltzer is still a trend as opposed to alcohol-free, which I think is just a fad. Yeah, and especially as people turn to the keto lifestyle, people are concerned about carbs. Those those hard seltzers uh, are there's something that someone who is counting their carbs they can grab that you know maybe one or two carbs per can. I could see where that would have more lasting power than a high cost non alcoholic craft beer. Are you counting your carbs? Did you did you go keto for Thanksgiving? No. <laughs> no, I fell off the wagon. Two, fell off the wagon two weeks ago, and I and I gained fifteen pounds back. It's amazing, dude. How do you do that? It, there's, there's. Uh, if I was six three, then I think everything would be fine, 
right? I could gain, I could lose. How could you even tell, you know, that you can gain 15 pounds in two weeks and also lose 15 pounds in two weeks? That blows my mind. Blows yeah, I'm, my I'm mind. Yeah, I'm a health nut. Yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> two weeks of not putting a carb in my face, I can drop 10, 15 pounds really easily. And then if I put one or two honey buns back into the system, bam, 10 come right back. It's awful. How you doing with uh, uh, Mother Mother Malloy's, uh, was it famous hooch? Mother Malloy's holiday hooch. Holiday hooch. Dang it. Mother it's Malloy's gone. holiday hooch. It's I actually have a cup of coffee here. I poured the rest of it in uh, the, the coffee to give it a little enhanced creamer, and it's fantastic. It's Kahlua and vanilla ice cream, and you should try it for yourself and raise a glass to Mother Malloy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So the cigar that complements Thanksgiving might be a little different than the cigar that complements two days after Thanksgiving. When the family is finally left and you've eaten everything that is there is possibly to eat and you've eaten more of it than you possibly thought possible and you just need the cigar that mellows you out but doesn't go full Mr. Creosote in Monty Python's Meaning of Life where it's just wafer thin and makes you explode. It's eat, drink, <laughs> smoke, everybody, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. And this is from Jose uh, Pepin, uh, the the good people uh, at Garcia and Garcia. This is the My Father CT. Now, the blenders, Jose Pepin, Garcia, and Jaime Garcia. So I'm not sure which Garcia you want to give credit to. The My Father line is a really wonderful line of cigars, in my opinion. I am a big fan of the judge in that line. What I like about this is is that it is very, very easy. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with a binder and filler that is Nicaraguan, which is going to give you all of those wonderful, wonderful sweet uh, flavors out there. Now, I, I just realized, I don't think I introduced us, Fingers Malloy. I got so excited about the cigar. A cigar that would just make Thanksgiving work. I'm Tony Katz. That's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, uh, right there. And after the Thanksgiving, man, you just want something that smooths you out. First of all, how are you doing? We're not near each other for Thanksgiving. We're, we're, no. we're thousands of miles from, from each other right now uh, doing the show. How are you feeling? Oh, this is great. I'm out on the back deck. There's a, a, a natural wood fire uh, about three feet from me. I've got my cigar. I've got my uh, Mother Malloy's Holiday Hooch, the Kahlua, and vanilla ice cream. Uh, life can't get any better, Tony. How are you? Uh, I I am quite all right. I am in a spare bedroom at my parents' place in Hotlanta, <laughs> uh, and I'm smoking a cigar in their house. And I'm telling you that it never gets not weird. <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't. Uh, let's talk about the My Father. Now, this is a Corona Gorda shape, and I got to tell you, I think this is one of the weirdest uh, conversations about shape because I... I I don't know why it's not a Toro. I, I just, I haven't figured that one out right there. Why this is not a Toro shape or, or you know, as opposed to this, this uh, Corona Gordo shape, right? A Toro is six by 52 and this Corona Gordo is uh, five and five eighths uh, inches and around the 48. So what does that mean? So this cigar is 
right now six inches long. <laughs> See, he, he laughs when I say a cigar is six inches long. And it has a ring gauge of 48, so that's how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the, the, the laughter right here. But in the hand, it feels just like a Toro, which has just, it's a little bit bigger in the ring gauge, but really the same length. I just, I think it's a weird, I, it's so weird to me that they have a specific name for a shape that's so remarkably uh, similar. But this cigar that we're doing, the My Father, the CT, is a perfect mild, medium smoke. That's exactly what you're going to get uh, from this and after a weekend a three-day bender of eating a perfect way to end uh the 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 day it's not a a dark wrapper it's actually on the lighter lighter side a very faint kind of milk chocolate uh the wrapper actually is is not oily it doesn't feel dry however it looks that way it almost looks like it would be a little bit dry or a little bit brittle uh it 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 is not my father does a wonderful job wonderful job with uh with construction and it is a very very attractive look to the cigar you are not turned off by the color of this wrapper there's some wrappers that get a little too pale uh, for me that i want uh, that that really do turn me off this is is not one of them and as i said the construction the feel in the hand fingers Malloy, just absolutely perfect yeah the construction is great so far very even draw it's burning evenly very pleasant smoke coming off of it uh the flavors to me and you know some of it is my surroundings right i've got a fire next to me i'm drinking uh my my uh kalua and uh ice cream and i also have coffee the thing that's coming out right away is there's a little bit of nuttiness i'm not getting a lot of spice on this tony no uh, me either I'm not getting spice really at all. And I know people do talk about it. I've read reviews uh, that people uh, uh, talk uh, uh, about it. I'm not getting spice, but nutty, that I'm not getting. Yeah, just a little bit, a hint of of nuttiness. And again, this may be something that is also because of the coffee I'm drinking. it's, It's creamy to me. Uh, but it, it definitely is a pleasant smoke and one so far that I'm enjoying after, you know, you had the leftovers, you know, you're having the after dinner cigar. I, I think this is, this would be a great pickup for that. Right. What I am getting out of this cigar is I'm getting that wood flavoring, uh, out of it, almost a cedar, uh, thing going out of it. There is a, not a big spice, but there's certainly a little bit that exists for me. But when you're pairing it with Kahlua and ice cream, which is what we call <laughs> Mother Malloy's holiday hooch, um, it's going to take it's going to take the edge off. This is why it's so important to do two things when smoking a cigar. First, write down what you ate that day. Write down what you drank that day. Write down the weather, the surroundings. All of these things can change. How you feel about the cigar can change the flavoring uh, of the cigar, Where what you think of it. And second, break it into thirds. First third, second third, and final third of the cigar, right? Because those flavors do change. You become more adept. You become more used to some flavors, and then some flavors really start becoming more more prominent. There's also within this a very lovely, easy tobacco flavor, and I more and more I'm just a fan of that. What I used to, I think, define as creamy, 
I think has started to be, I, I know it doesn't make sense, creamy and, and then tobacco, mm. but it's, it's where I'm starting to create a division even for myself, right? I'm much better to, at, 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 you know, tearing apart the, the cigar than I am uh, the bourbon or the uh, Mother's Malloy uh, holiday hooch. Uh, but it, <laughs> that like tobacco is starting to become so important for me. And it's, and it's, it's it's I'm calling it tobacco, but it's this type of earthiness, which is different than let's say a leather flavoring. Um, but this is a perfectly mellow, mild cigar that is going to go so great with coffee, it's going to knock you over. It does go great with coffee. I'm enjoying it with coffee right now. Uh, the price point, Tony. What are we looking at per stick? Yeah, you're looking at nine bucks. And that's the other oh. thing that makes this so great because it's all purpose. You can mow the lawn with this. You can be on the golf course with this. You can be after the golf course with this. A breakfast stick, if you're somebody who's a breakfast smoker, this fits almost every single bill. And there's no reason that there shouldn't be a few of these in your humidor all the time. I would love this on the golf course. And I, I think that uh, this is a stick that you could have on the course or enjoy it after the course and not think that you're you're going cheap it's very enjoyable yeah it's the my father ct uh and you could you should be able to find this online uh if your local tobacconist is not a specialist but has a more of a general selection they should have this or know how to get it this is eat drink smoke By the way, because I didn't want anybody to be left uh, confused when I'm talking about the, the My Father. You can actually go to MyFatherCigars.com. We are doing a review of the Corona Gorda, the My Father CT. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers um, Malloy. You've got Jose Pepin Garcia. And then you've got his son. I think it's pronounced Jaime. Jaime Garcia. Uh, and the, the My Father line is really excellent and absolutely worth checking out. But I was talking about both of them. I just wanted to make sure you knew who was who in uh, the the family. Of course, people have done their Black Friday uh, shopping and they're going to get into their Cyber Monday shopping and then they've got their Small Business <laughs> Saturday shopping and then they've got their, wait, is there still a deal to be had uh, shopping? Uh, and, and Fingers Malloy decides this is the perfect time to remind me that I am an absolute wimp who has not yet bought a grill and he has sent me every grill deal that is out there you suck horribly <laughs> it has to happen tony and now is the time to do it i mean the deals are, are out there uh you know this is off season obviously in our part of the country uh, for grills and uh, there's just so many great deals out there and you just have to make a decision as to whether you want uh, a charcoal grill you want to do you know, the propane, uh, with a wood pellet. you got so many options. Make a that, choice. That's my problem. I have too many options and I can't take it. I mean, I love America, but I can't take all of the options because I know that what I should do is natural gas and just hook up the line and it's done. But then I'm the guy with the natural gas grill and people look at you funny. I know they're looking at me, funny fingers. I know you people with your charcoal-fed grills and your reverse searing <laughs> are all about mocking guys like me. And, and you know, I go to, to get a beer and, and you turn to everybody else. You're like, you know, he's got a natural gas grill and everybody snickers. 
And then, you know, I'm like, what? Did I get that on my shirt? And then I realized, no, it's my natural gas grill. I can't figure it out, man. I can't. But since when do you care what other people think? On the grills, it turns out I'm, when it comes to grills, it turns out I'm weak. Uh, I just feel for you. It sucks the soul out of me thinking of you taking a an expensive steak and throwing it on a natural gas grill. See? Uh, but I rest my case. You, but, you, you told you. me to make a decision, and now you're telling me my decision is wrong because I'm going to ruin the meat. <laughs> well, listen, most of the time, let, let's be honest. You've said this before on this show. If you're cooking a steak... What probably nine times out of ten, even if you have that grill, you're throwing it on a cast iron skillet, right? I do love a cast iron skillet. I really, 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 really do. Uh, but I, I still need to get a, a grill, and then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look at these, right? And someone's gonna be like, "What? Not, not getting a big green egg?" And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be alone so I could just cry in the corner, what, hoping it will all end like it's part two of the Blair Witch Project. Right, I can't, I can't find any satisfaction whatsoever. So I'm looking at these deals. Weber has like 42 percent off on grills at Amazon. Masterbuilt has huge uh, savings. I don't know what I want, but if someone can suggest to me what I should get, I will gladly listen to you and follow you like you are the like you are the dog that took the duck in who was left out in the cold and raised it as its own. <laughs> Well, people are very territorial, and and the the decision that they make about a grill feels they take it highly personally, don't you think? It's like it's this is the grill that I have, and I swear by it, and everything else is crap, Tony. That's oh. that seems like is the mentality about from a lot of backyard barbecuers. They they take their grill more seriously than they take their children, and <laughs> and I I don't know how I feel about that. Because I take my children pretty seriously, uh, I just I just wanted to work, and I know that it should be natural gas, but I haven't I haven't decided. But I do have. Speaking of Black Friday, if maybe there are still some of these deals that are out there, like where all the deals were, I have got all of the literally the circulars. I have them scanned in. I found the site. It's actually mm-hmm. BlackFriday.com, mm-hmm. and you can find all of the deals. And of course, the two big things were the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Uh, did you get either one, Fingers Malloy? Uh, no, I got the Atari console, the 2600 that you can buy that has all the games preloaded with a joystick and a paddle for 40 bucks. I can't yeah. play these games. I got a, I got the uh, Xbox, and I bought the, the latest Madden game when we got the Xbox One and... I don't know, Tony. It's like, okay, you want your guy to go back and pass. You have to uh, move the the controller back three places, and then you got to hit A, B, and F buttons and hop on your left foot, and that'll make the ball go down the field. (laughs) I just want a joystick. Just a joystick. Make it easy, simple. It'll remind me of a simpler time when I had a 2600 Atari. We have uh, a Nintendo Switch. And a little more family friendly is is the Nintendo, and and it's very very cool. I admit the Switch is really really well put together, well done. Uh, and and uh, one of my uh, kids plays uh, Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Brothers. So basically, it's like every character in the Nintendo universe that can fight every other character in the Nintendo universe. Uh, and uh, they they were trying to teach me how to play. It moves too fast. Like 
I I don't want to admit that I'm older. You know, I don't I don't mind getting older. It doesn't bother me at, at all. I'm not. You know, I I I feel young and spry, and you know it because I use the word spry. But <laughs> they're playing the game, my kids, and they're moving so quickly. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't even watch. I can't. Never mind doing it. There's no chance of me being able to play. I can't watch you play. I cannot keep up with the speed that you are going at. It's more than I can take. Yeah. The other thing that freaks me out about these these games now too is there's. I, and I don't know the name of this game, but it has been popping up on commercials on everything I watch. It's something about the Cold War, and there's Reagan talking to like soldiers of fortunes or something, and it looks so real. When I look out of the corner of my eye, I think it's a, it's a movie trailer. <laughs> it's a video game. That that freaks me out too. I I want everything to look like Sonic the Hedgehog, Tony. Can I just say how times, you know, when you say I looked out the corner of my eye and it looked like a real movie. Do you know how old you sounded right there? (laughs) I don't sound spry. My God. I am surprised you're not sitting there with a cigar and a glass of prune juice. That's how old (laughs) you sound. No, you don't sound spry (laughs) when you say that. But I, 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 I'm cur- I'll be curious to see how the spending went from Black Friday, from this whole weekend, because certainly much more is going to be online. But have been people been saving, saying they can't spend on this? They haven't been able to go on vacation. They're not going out to, to eat. Have they said, all right, we're spending it all on the deals? And were they really deals? Yeah, I'm just grateful that so much of this is online now because I used to do the Black Friday shopping at the store, and that's that's – that's a battle. Did you ever see anybody fight over a toaster? No. Over a video game, yes. You saw an actual and it was fight? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Breakout over a Wii game? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And I don't, I, I don't ever want to see it again, so I'll be doing my shopping online from now on. Look at you. I've seen some things, man. I've seen <laughs> some things. They were, they were 19, and they had to have the game. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I am Tony Katz. That's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find us, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, Stitcher. I don't know. Wherever you find a podcast, you'll find Eat, Drink, Smoke. Write a review. Leave a five-star review for Eat, Drink, Smoke smoke we are having ourselves right now the my father corona gorda ct which means uh, connecticut right there this is a six by 48 ecuadorian connecticut rapper nicaraguan uh throughout and just super easy in that mild almost to medium and uh fingers malloy it doesn't matter what kind of food you've been eating and how much you stuffed yourself over this thanksgiving week uh this thing is gonna set you right yeah, we talked about it a little bit off the air about how this is a very adaptable cigar. It feels like whatever you pair it with, it will adapt and play well with it. Like I'm having coffee right now, and of course coffee plays well with a lot of cigars, but also the the Kahlua and cream, uh the the Kahlua and ice cream Mother Malloy's Holiday Hooch, it also brought out kind of the creaminess in this cigar. Uh, it's a very solid smoke and especially $9 a stick, Tony. It, it's a fantastic buy. Yeah, it's just 
absolutely should be should be in your in your humidor and when you go to order it online you'll find it is back ordered because a lot of wow. people found it <laughs> before you you <laughs> may have but check it out for yourself your local tobacconist uh might have it it's the the my father corona gorda uh connecticut time for news of the week fingers malloy what do you got well tony people magazine had an interesting piece about dating during the coronavirus, and we've kind of talked about this on previous eat, drink, smokes, how people, how single people are trying to maneuver through uh, the the pandemic to try to meet people. Uh, it's an interesting study came out. Six in 10 Americans believe the COVID-19 pandemic has permanently changed the dating game. Uh. And 30%, 30% think that people will be more likely to turn to dating apps and a goodnight kiss may have to wait for a second or third date because 44% believe there will be more caution used when touching and kissing on dates. Well, I, I, I will say for the record that I did not even wait for a first date to kiss my wife. Uh, I, I kissed her the night I met her. Nope. Second night I, I met her. Uh, and, uh, that that was that. When I met her, it was just a, a fleeting thing. Actually, she was on a date with another guy. That's a true story. Oh, wow. Uh, so help me. And the best is the guy introduced her to me because he was showing off. That's an absolutely true story. <laughs> My wife will confirm uh, the story. And the, and the rest the rest is also a great story. Um, I, I'm, I think this, I, I don't know if this is the worst thing in the world. Right of all the coronavirus stories, is is the worst story that uh, dating people might actually get to know each other a little bit before saying, uh, "Hey, you're hot. You wanna?" Right? Like, like <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a prude, you know. I'm, I, as I just said, I, I'm I came to play. But is is that such a bad thing that people might you know just take a little more caution, take a breath, take a step, wait a bit? No, I don't think so at all. It's actually nice to see because everyone is in such a rush to do everything nowadays. Everything has to happen right away. And to be able to take a breath and relax and say, okay, let's slow things down a little bit is, is something that I think is desperately needed in society now. The other thing that's interesting about the study, Tony, is 57% of survey respondents said that they believe the pandemic made it easier to reach the comfort zone with a partner. Which kind of makes sense because we're going through this this pandemic and it's uh, impacting everyone's life. And so since we're going through all of this together, I could see where maybe it it can while people are, are being a little bit cautious about, mm. say, physical contact there, they're, maybe it's easier to bond with people because of what everyone is going through. Fingers Malloy, did you read into the study? Because I did a quick cursory glance of the study. Do you know what they mean by comfort zone? Do you want me to explain that? Oh, allow me. Uh, allow me. Because I'm about to make you regret what you just said. 48%. Uh -oh. What's the comfort zone? 48% say the comfort zone is sleeping in the same bed. Okay. Something you have to get used to if, if you're a couple. Uh, meeting a partner's family, 38%. But 37% said the comfort zone is leaving the bathroom door open. And uh, first, no, that's not going to stop the spread of coronavirus. And secondly, I, uh, we've been together for 27 years. 
uh, and I leave the room when my wife uses the bathroom. The door open, you're all sick, twisted freaks, and I don't want to know a single one of you. <laughs> yeah, no. Who does that? Oh, what's even stranger to me is I hear of couples who will be in the same room. Like, you know, I'm going to take a shower while, the, you know, my significant other is using the bathroom. And to, that completely freaks me out. In, wait, like I, 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 where there's not like a considered... separate, like, like where there's not a separate toilet area, you mean? Well, there's not a separate toilet area. It's like the, the, the significant other is on the toilet while the other person's in the shower. And this is why we have Ew. such a divorce rate. This is why. This is you you wait I don't want I don't even want an email. I just want to say it clearly. Everybody who does that is wrong. You're just wrong. And there and and you're the reason for the downfall of society. Right? You're the re, you're you're the reason for K-pop. Right? You're just guilty. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with K-pop by the way. You're guilty, I tell you. Um I want to go back, though, because there's something that is happening relationship-wise that coronavirus is seriously damaging. Talk to high school and middle school kids about what it's like to be in school right now, and they will tell you that it is a remarkably lonely experience. They're not making friends. They're not talking to each other because everyone's got this mask on. You're not allowed to talk in passing periods, right? You have to just get to class and nobody feels like they should be engaged in a conversation because they're doing something wrong. So, yeah, I don't mind people in in that dating world taking a a breath or two before, you know, getting really physical. I mean, that's that's up to you. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with 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 waiting a little bit. Right. Doesn't I don't think that that's a sign of a lack of manhood or, or 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 anything like that. But we have kids not talking to each other and they go to school in this zombie esque kind of fashion, man. We don't even know what the ramifications are going to be of what we're doing right now. Oh, I mean, listen, so much of how you become an adult is based on your experiences in high school and learning how to ask someone out and going on dates. Well, that's all out the window. And I feel really awful for, you know, kids that missed out on prom, uh, you know, their senior year because of everything that's happened. Uh, we have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be on kids that, you know, we're, we're going to school and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden oh, school's closed and you have to uh, go to class through Zoom. And if you do go back, well, maybe it's two days a week and you're wearing a mask. Th- this is going to have long-term effects on kids. It's almost like kids need their own speakeasies. Right, they need parents who are okay with inviting other kids over so they can hang out with without masks and and actually talk to each other and be like it's all right and the you know and the fuzzes and gotta come and get them you know uh, it, it's it, it is like like it has to be almost clandestine in that way but I may, maybe I'm 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 making a statement without meaning to make a statement uh, but I, this is the kind of stuff that as a parent really bothers me and and. I look around and I'm like, I'm not sure every parent agrees with me, but we keep telling them, you know, uh, invite people, uh, hang out. Uh, it's it's okay. You're, you're more than welcome to do it here. And people don't want to show up, they don't want to show up. But you you should be out there trying your best, your level best 
uh, to be social because it, it it matters. I mean, it wasn't that the whole reason that people said, oh, you can't homeschool. You can't homeschool because the kids won't have the socialization. Well, now it's this hybrid or virtual or whatever is going on. They're not being social anyway. So I think you got to, me, I'm more worried about that socialization than when they're not people are, are sleeping with each other on the first, second, or third date. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Let us raise our glasses, everybody. Raise your glass of Mother Malloy's Holiday Hooch. That's the vanilla ice cream and the Kahlua that you've been drinking. And raise it to Alligator Wrestling Guy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy uh, right there. It is the video of the year. It is spectacular. And, of course, it's in Florida. It's in Florida. Now, you've seen the video, <laughs> Fingers Malloy, right? Yes. Right, that somebody hasn't done a play-by-play on this already is just amazing. But here, here's what what happens. So there is this guy, in in he's in Florida, and you know, a lot of swamp, a lot of lakes, a lot of gators. There's a lot of gators. I used to live in Tampa Bay. Fair amount of gators going on there uh, in in Florida. Well, there is this 74 year old man named Richard Wilbanks. 74 who notices that his puppy, his three-month-old pup, Gunner, was snatched by an alligator in the backyard pond of his home in, uh, I think, is it, is it Estero, Estero? So this is uh, the Gulf Coast, right? So picture the scene. I, I, don't, I don't have a dog fingers, uh, Malloy. You, you, you have cats, and I think you have a goat. I'm not sure all the things that you've got uh, there. Uh, you're sitting there minding your own business, and next thing you know, a gator gets your puppy. What are you going to do? I'm going to jump into the water. Me, I'm going to get a new I'm puppy. I'm having that. I'm getting a new puppy. Like, I knew, I knew that was coming, right? I was like, oh, oh, should have been faster. No, you're jumping well, let's in. Let's be honest, too. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, it depends on the size of the gator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't the biggest gator in the world. If you if you see the video, you'll you'll be able to, to, to get a better idea right. of what it's, he did. It, it still took a lot of guts. It's a two-foot, two-and-a-half-foot gator that grabbed the puppy and brought it under the water because that's what gators do they 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 drown the prey is what is what they do he jumps in he reaches into the water and grabs the gator the puppy in the jaws of the gator brings it to the shore and then takes his hands and pries open the gator's mouth the puppy flops out and runs away now fingers malloy i have left out the best part of this story the greatest part of this story is not that a 74 year old man jumped into a lake to rescue his three-month-old puppy and he grabbed the gator and ripped open its jaws no that's not the best part of the story fingers malloy best part of the story is we need to give this gentleman the eat, drink, smoke salute. He had a cigar in his mouth. A the cigar entire in his time. Mouth. And, when he w- yeah, and when he went for the gator, his face went in the water. Did he let go of the cigar? Nope. Kept nope. it in his mouth the entire time. It's like, like he's Sherman Potter. It is just hanging there. 
And he's he's pulling this gator's, and he's the water is dripping, and he's pulling the gator's mouth, and the cigar is still there. And it's like this man is the greatest American we have. <laughs> oh, well, you like you said, you lived you lived in Florida for a time. The one thing that I'm amazed at when it comes to being around people who are around gators quite a bit is how it's just like for, for a lot of people, it's just like, uh, oh, there's a rock. You know, you kind of you just pass by. Yeah, it's there. No big deal. You kind of should keep an eye on it. Not that you have to keep an eye on a rock, but it's just it's amazing to me that it's just oh, it's just part of the, the landscape. I, I've been on golf courses before where I've hit a ball within 10 feet of the water. And I was like, well, that's the end of that. I've got another golf ball in my bag. Where it was like I was golfing with Florida people. It'd walk right up, oh, hit, hit the ball and keep moving. And there could be a gator like 20 feet away and it doesn't phase them. If anybody knows Richard Wilbanks, if anybody knows how to get in touch with Richard Wilbanks, we want him on the show. And we, wh- whatever he was smoking, we will send him a box of. We are ready, willing, able. It's just the cigar never left his mouth. Ma- it was it was like like I wept. I wept with joy. Not for the puppy. No, no, not the puppy. I wept for joy that this man thought so much of his cigar and it was so affixed to him that he wasn't giving it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said adrenaline took over, and that makes sense because at that point it's a snap decision. And if you think about it, you're not going in the water. But if you love your puppy and you see the alligator take it, you're you're going in the water. You're going in the water. No doubt about it. Uh, Virginia liquor stores are testing home delivery. And this is so weird because we just talked last week, Fingers, that Arizona is like, yeah, no more uh, no more to go alcohol from, from the restaurant. Sorry. We're going to have to put an end to that. It works. It works. And here's Virginia saying, hmm, how can we get in on this financial juggernaut? How is it possible that two places can think so remarkably different? Can I put on my tinfoil hat, Tony? May I? Yeah. yeah. You, want, you, want me to play, you want a little X Files theme? I can give that to you yeah, right now. If we, I mean, we don't get very political on the show, but I, I'm wondering if uh, someone's uh, lobbying arm of their industry is a little bit stronger. And in this case, maybe the, the, the liquor stores have a better lobbying group. I don't know. I'm just throwing that uh, out that's, there. That's that's really good. That's 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 a a very very good question to which I I uh, oh that's not bad. But I, I I would think that it I think it would have to be more than that, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. That's that's certainly possible. If you have better lobbyists, maybe you're getting more pressure to do things or not do things. But like how how do you how do you miss this one? Restaurants are surviving by the ability to offer a six pack or a bottle of wine or with the thing that they're selling, and you told them no, right? Don't don't yeah. the 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 politicos notice this? They're they're possibly noticing in in Virginia, right? They're possibly noticing in Virginia. I just think that that's well, I would. Yeah, I would think, too, that this is the kind of stuff that we should encourage, right? I would much rather have, uh, say, someone who's having a few people over and they've had a couple of drinks and realize that they're short 
on beer or liquor to be able to uh, get on an app and uh, have it delivered to their home instead of someone drinking and driving, going to the liquor store and, and putting people in danger. This seems just for public safety, this is a, a good idea. Or remember, we're talking about liquor stores here, and this is Virginia, and it's the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority. So this is mm. the state offering delivery, and that's why it's different. The state figured they could just do it directly and get the couple oh. of bucks. It isn't about the restaurants. It's just about the state. Oh, now I just feel <laughs> sick. Now the money, I just right, Tony? feel. What was that? Follow the money, right, Tony? That's it, it's it's uh. too true too often. And in a story to make you feel very good that you've been on the cutting edge the whole time, Pinkers Malloy, the Centers for Disease Control has saying um, that all people should avoid travel on cruise ships. You've been saying they're saying it for coronavirus. You've been saying this for years. I've been saying this for decades. <laughs> and I, this, where do I get a check from the CDC? I've been telling people for years. Uh, the guest says Salmonella. That's what I used to call them. I, I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen. Oh, got sick on the ship. Well, I, listen, I've gone to Vegas uh, plenty of times. And when I go to Vegas, I can visit New York, New York. I can visit Paris. I can, I can visit all sorts of great places in Vegas and not be on a ship. So if you're telling, Fantastic. Me, in, if you're telling me in 2022, we could have the Eat, Drink, Smoke cruise, a bourbon and cigar foodie cruise four days of just non-stop you'd be opposed to this well it's work tony <laughs> I, would, I would go i would go i wouldn't zoom it in or anything uh check out the the, the my father corona gorda the connecticut for yourself and uh try uh the uh what, what is it the, the the mother's malloy holiday hooch <laughs> hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving this is eat drink smoke